Welcome to this special Italian wine podcast broadcast. This episode is a recording off Clubhouse, the popular drop-in audio chat. This Clubhouse session was taken from the Wine Business Club and Italian Wine Club. Listen in as wine lovers and experts alike engage in some great conversation on a range of topics in wine. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. And remember to subscribe and rate our show wherever you tune in. This episode is proudly sponsored by Vivino, the world's largest online wine marketplace. The Vivino app makes it easy to choose wine. Enjoy expert team support, door-to-door delivery, and honest wine reviews to help you choose the perfect wine for every occasion. Vivino. Download the app on Apple or Android and discover an easier way to choose wine. So hello everybody, ciao ragazzi, my name's Stevie Kim and this is the Italian Wine Club on the Clubhouse. Today's Thursday and we are back, as you can see, to our usual slot at 8 p.m. Central European time with the Ambassador's Corner. Today's call is our 13th installment of the Ambassador's Corner series on Clubhouse. And Tanya Morningstar Darling, yes, that is her real name, or I think, at least I think it is, uh, well, I'll have to ask her about that later, will be our host moderator from the Mod Squad to chat up Donatella Cinelli Colombini, one of the absolute key players in modern Italian wine history. I mean, I've known Donatella, she was one of the first wine peeps that I met in, when I started with Vinitaly, of course. And Tanya, on the other hand, is she's a newbie. Like, I've just met her, really. So let me just remind everybody that you know the drill by now. This room will be recorded, and maybe we played on the Italian Wine podcast. Fingers crossed that everything goes well, with the recording and all of that stuff, connectivity. And for all the listeners out there from both here on Clubhouse and the Italian Wine podcast, As usual, I will ask you to please follow Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your pods. And if you can give a thumbs up to the Italian Wine Podcast and rate our podcast wherever you get your pods, we'd really, really, really appreciate that. So let's go on to the show. I believe this is our 13th installment. It's kind of hard to believe But let me first introduce to you, um, as the tradition, our moderator, Tanya Morningstar. Darling is a full-time wine instructor and writer for nearly three decades. Wow, you look pretty great. You and I both, (laughs) I think, you know. She is what she's also known as the seller muse all over um, social media. She not is only the uh, program provider for wine scholar certification for French, Italian, and Spanish. She's based in Seattle with also one of our other um, Italian wine ambassadors who had hosted the room the other day, um, Interiano Martinez. And she is also a certified wine educator for um, WSED, level one through four. 
and she's an ambassador of many, many other um, um, wine regions, including Burgundy or Vieto. But most importantly, ta-da, she has just become also the VIA Italian Wine Ambassador, Vinital International Academy, with the flagship edition. So as you know, I always start with the question, tell us why you have selected Donatella Cinelli Colombini as your favorite producer to be interviewed today. Thank you, Stevie. And yes, this is my real name. <laughs> I know. I, I don't understand. Like, how does that how does that work? My married name is Darling and my name is Morningstar. Oh, it's my goodness. Simple. It's yeah. pretty amazing. So, yeah. You, I you, thought no one, well, no one will ever forget that one. Yeah. So. No, no, no. I thought it was kind of a joke. Like, Mike, you know, the staff just, you know, had written that name like oh we have a new candidate her name is darling morningstar and i was like no you guys are kidding right no no jokes but back to the pressing question at hand donatella really represents something very dear for me in terms of values um and that would be the value of promoting women in wine um, maybe first and foremost a sensibility a a female sensibility in winemaking and wine culture. Um, and also as an educator who engages with educational wine tourism, I'm really fascinated um, to learn more about her work in wine tourism as a, as a pioneer. So she inspires me in lots of ways. Um, and also as a person who loves history and art, which I know she does as well. So that's why. Great. Not that you needed any excuse, but so what are okay. the yeah, what are the learning objectives for today from what should we what should we expect from after the interview? Well, I really want to um, discover a bit more about Donatella's philosophy um, in wine tourism and also her ideas about what it means to promote women working together and supporting one another in the wine industry and why that's so important to her. Great. Fantastic. So actually, like uh, our um, clubhouse backstage manager just picked me and said, this is actually the 14th installment. So she's <laughs> uh, she gave me a little bit of slack. And the next week is the 15th. And by the way, we will have um, Slawek, your colleague. Um, Slawek Kominski from Poland interviewing Michaela Shinsa. And then after that, uh, Mark Millen will be interviewing Fontano di Cascina Fontana from Barolo. So, okay, I've fixed my drink already, so take it away. I'll just shut up now. Well, I first, I would like to introduce Donatella now, actually, and and say that I discovered Donatella's wines actually through teaching. So I was uh, working at a local college and discovered, I was working on a lecture about women in wine and discovered her work. And I've been inspired ever since and have used her wines in many classes and recently had the great pleasure of visiting her winery in Montalcino just a few weeks ago, which was really inspiring. But Donatella, she comes from a family of Brunello de Montalcino producers and really, she's been involved with wine her entire life. So she actually, interestingly, has a degree in the history of medieval art, a shared passion of mine as well. And her work is really diverse, actually. Before founding her own estates, as you mentioned, plural, which we'll get to, she made her mark on wine tourism actually before founding her own estates. Actually, before this term was in broad public knowledge, wine tourism, I think so, all the way back into the 1990s. She also founded the Movimento del Turismo del Vino 
and Cantina Aperte, which means winery open. Both of these things have had huge impacts, positive impacts on the Italian wine industry over the years. And I, I believe through her experiences and her family wine business, um, she gained the foundation to open her estates also in the, in the 1990s. Frattoria del Cole in Traconda, which is actually a Chianti and an Orcha DOC producer. Orcha DOC is a small appellation that Donatella is currently the president of the Consorcio for, um, one of her many things that she has going. Uh, Casato Prima uh, Donna in Montalcino, which is the estate that I visited a couple weeks ago. Um, those are the two estates. Donatella works both in winemaking and wine industry innovation, and her work has won many, many awards, received lots of well-deserved attention all over uh, the world, really, um, and specifically by organizations like um, the European Sommelier Foundation, AIS um, Bibenda, many wine tourism publications, and, of course, Vanitaly. Um, and she's involved in a really fascinating project that I look forward to asking her about um, called Trekking Urbano, or a new kind of tourism sport. She was, this is a big one, nominated for knighthood by the Order of Merit of Ita the Italian Republic. And she's the national president of the Italian Association of Women in Wine, Donna del Vino. <laughs> it's totally staggering to me, all of the many layers of achievements and contributions that Donatella has made and continues to make in Italian wine. So with that, all of that, um, I do have lots of questions <laughs> that I'm excited to ask you, Donatella. And if you could unmute yourself, we can begin. Ciao, come sta? How are you? <laughs> Ciao, Tanya, and thank you for this invitation. Thank you to Stevie Kim for this big opportunity to, to, to speak with you about my winery and my story. Wonderful. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> we have lots of things to talk about, <laughs> but I'll go ahead and open with, um, with a question that takes you um, that takes you back um, to maybe an earlier part of your career. Um, I know that your background is in, in art history, which I'm imagining has informed your, um, your work in wine tourism as well. Um, can you tell us specifically what inspired you to think about wine tourism and begin a journey to promote wine tourism in Italy when this was really barely a, a thing in the world's consciousness? I was very lucky because I grew up in a family of persons that loved the countryside. And my grandfather taught me how to, what is important, how much is important to, to be in touch with the final consumer, with the wine lover that buy and drink your wine. And the only system we have to, to contact these persons, to have a relationship with these people, is the wine tourism. And uh, it was him who teach me the importance of the of open the door of the winery for visitors. At university, I studied history of fine art. I understood the difference between see and look. That is very, very different. If you see something, maybe you don't understand what are you looking for. But if you look something, you try to understand the meaning of the thing that you are in front of you. And that is a big difference. And 
it was a, a lesson that I used all over my life to 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 do something of different, to to look at the reality with the spirit, with the hope to change something. Wow, I really love um, what you just said, and it the idea of really looking for and, and searching to understand things, um, which actually leads right into my next question about trekking Urbano. And um, I'd love to know more about what this is. And it seems like perhaps it is a project um, whereby people um, can inquire and, and look to understand meaning of culture and wine. So can you tell us about it? Trekking Urbano is the version, the urban version of the trekking. In the countryside, you, you walk and you can visit and you go around only in the good season when, the, when you have light and, uh, and not in the dark, not in the night, and only in the uh, spring, summer, or maybe in autumn. But of course, you have to stop when the weather is, is bad. The urban trekking is, is, of course, it is a sport that you can use as a system to be healthy, to use your city or another place to, to, to be healthy. But it is a different style of, of, uh, of tourism uh, that convert, that change the visitors in explorer. Explorers that are able to discover something of new everywhere. The adventure begins out your door because each place, also your town, maybe it is a place in which a, a, a good walking becomes something of healthy, but also a system to discover new friends, new information, artisan, foods, uh, buildings, history, something that are able to give you emotion and experiences. And so it is a new style to, to become uh, explorer instead of visitors, not only in the most famous part of the, of, of the place that you are visiting, but also outside to explore, to understand, to to be in touch with the local people. That's so wonderful. As a as a tour guide, um, we primarily are there with my students to learn about wine. But you can't you can't learn about and understand Italian wine without exploring Italian culture, art, food, getting to know people. Um, exploring some of the language, the architecture, um, it's connected, you know. Um, most it. people know that I, go, that I love Orvieto wines, but if you look at the Duomo, actually the stones are the same stones that form the bedrock of the terroir. And so when you look at architecture, you're actually looking at the stones that the, that the vines grow in. Um, and those connections can be made for wine lovers when you're in urban settings too. Um, which is really wonderful. You were going to say something? I think that the urban trekking is the most um, modern and more respect, 
a system to respect the, the culture and the local um, activities. You you mm. you enter in the life and in the place that you are visiting, in the countryside, but also in the in the city, and um, exploring. It is the right way to become tourist now. It is less. Um, stressed for the for the local uh, places that you are visiting, and uh, it is a system to enter in the real, in the natural, in the um, original culture of that place, in the countryside and in the city. It seems like so much is changing about how we are going to how we explore the world and how we're going to explore the world, and I'm I'm wondering if perhaps in the post-COVID world that, well, I'm sure tourism is going to change a lot. I think it's likely that people are going to take interest in smaller, less populated destinations um, and that that really will create opportunities for these things that you're speaking about. I'm wondering what what you think is going to be different about the world of, of tourism and wine tourism in this new you know, post-COVID reality that we're living in? The biggest difference are the, there are more women, more visitors without a very strong interest in wine, more animals, dogs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, the friends with four legs. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, the, the, the visitors are more interested in experiences and less in the, 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 the wine selling is maybe less than before in Italy. But mm-hmm. we sell more experiences and uh, the visitors ask us more something of new, of different. Uh, a real and original experience of that place and only of from that culture. So you think that tourists are more curious, more um, able today to really investigate, sounds like. That's exciting. Of course, of course. The, the wine tourist now is less tourist and more explorer more mm-hmm. is more interested in something of of different different uh, variety different denomination different wineries something of small uh, something that respect nature and something that is able to to give emotion because the story because the family because the passion that the winemaker put in their work. I think people need to be, we need to be more connected than ever before, which I I believe is going to change how people interact, as you say, turning from tourists to explorer, um, and how, how wonderful it is for people to actually have an intimate experience somewhere. It's, I, I don't mean to sound, you know, kind of, uh, out there, but it's it's healing for people, you know, from the isolation that we've been experiencing um, to really uh, approach something and um, feel like we've inter- like we've connected with it um, more than just on a surface level. 
I think that you've said a lot that will really inform wine tourism professionals about um, how to respond to this moment um, and in general to um, the needs of people who want to travel. But if there was one little nugget, one little thing that you could say, a key piece of advice for wine tourism professionals um, that they could put in their minds moving forward in this new landscape that would help them to better um, meet the needs of this new explorer, what would it be? So there are many new tendencies. First, there is a new, um, the, 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 um, the number of the people that come back in the same place is increasing. The, 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 the name of these people is um, repeaters, persons that come back more than one time in the same place. And of course, it is really difficult to give them a, a reason to come back. So uh, also for the most famous places, it's necessary to organize something of new. For example, Montalcino, there is a, 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 a museum for Brunello that, uh, that is something of new, a new experience. Second, the second tendency that is really um, increasing a lot is the um, never ending. It means that the people that visit the, uh, the wine areas need and hope to remain in touch with the wineries, with the local community. And uh, so the wineries as well, the association have to organize a, a system to give them information, emotion, to keep the visitors, to maintain the visitor in touch with the the life that is that is what what happened in 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 the winery and in the region and sometimes it's not so easy because we are very busy in in the winery in the in the vineyard but it's very important this connection is is more important than before and of course uh, for the for the professional is really important to um, book the visit some days before. Now, the main part of our visits, visitors uh, can book the visit, book the, 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 the wine tasting only a few hours before the arrival. For the professional, it's not enough. If a winery have to organize something of more important, more well-made, is necessary also a little bit uh, to have time to, to, for this organization. Well, a couple of weeks ago when I visited your winery, Casato Primadonna, um, and had the opportunity to meet your lovely daughter, Violante, I really saw She's here. that. She's Hi, here. Violante. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> it hasn't been very long since I saw you. <laughs> but I wanted to say that um, your winery really embodies what you're talking about, this 
offering people something um, something intimate that they can understand about what you're doing, but also the greater context uh, that that your winery lives within, most specifically um, through the art that um, that exists throughout the winery, both the you know the replications of medieval paintings that tell stories about um, about Montalcino and help um, visitors understand um, something meaningful about the place that they're in, but also the contemporary art in the winery as well that really celebrates um, the current moment. And I think all of the things that you represent about uh, women in wine and joyfulness and uh, sharing. So I, good job. <laughs> I, it really comes through um, in a, in a way that I think uh, is so intentional, obviously, which doesn't surprise me. Um, but I want to ask you about this winery um, particularly and the premise of the winery as a winery that's run by women. Can you tell us a little bit um, about how that came to be and, and what it is and how it's different from your other winery or other wineries? When I, when my, fa my father and my mother gave me this property in 1998, 24 years ago, uh, there was a building that was like a ruin with some vineyard, old vineyard around, and there was a lot of investment to do. And uh, so my mother gave me a little quantity of Brunello just to help me in this, in this startup of my activity. And so I, I am not a, 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 a neurologist, a, a winemaker, and so I phoned to the School of Enology in Siena asking a good student to employ in, in my new winery, the winery that I was going to, to build. And uh, they said, no, we have not, because the, we have a lot of uh, demand for, for, this, for this student, and so you have to book the student many years before in advance. And uh, when I asked the same question, asking a, a, a women, the answer was completely different. They said, yes, we have a lot because the good wineries don't accept women as seller master, as manager. And so I discovered a discrimination that was so normal, so old and so large everywhere that was uh, also for me was impossible to understood this situation for me it was something of uh, something like a, 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 a new information something that I never understood and uh, I decided to to do something to change this situation a winery able to show that the great wine are not doesn't don't need big body, strong body, uh, but we the women are able to to manage a winery and to produce great wine without strong body, a very strong energy. And after twenty four years, now we export in forty wine. 41 foreign nations. We have 10 wines 
uh, with a judgment, with uh, a rating over 90 point on the international wine press and uh, our business and our um, success is increasing even if we are women of course uh, the situation is very different now there are a lot of uh, women in the university they study energy and uh, from the study that we made and we are going to show at wine to wine on uh, october 19 19 yes at verona with tv kim we understood that now in italy the wineries are managed by women and men the vineyards are managed and cultivated by men but communication uh, marketing and uh, wine hospitality are managed by women and so the most important sectors of the wineries are managed by women in italy this is a big news for for us and for this we can understand that in the future women will have a very strong importance in the wine business in Italy. I love it. Um, and I just, you said, even if we are women, and I would like to posit the, the idea, which I'm sure you probably will share with me, that it's in some ways because we are women, um, which contributes to the success of, and I say we, but, you know, and for you, the success of your winery and the success of, of the projects that women are involved in specifically because of what women bring to, um, to their work that's different than men. Um, and so you, you already answered the question that I had planned to ask um, thoroughly through that wonderful explanation. But I have a different question, which is, what do you think is the different sensibility um, in wine business that women bring specifically that's different from men that contributes to success to your success in the communication in the marketing wine marketing usually the men are more they sell wine the women create networks and uh, markets it is a different style of, of work. Of course, we prefer wines that are more balanced, more without bitter taste, with a richness, with a very rich uh, aroma. But of course, the profession of wine tester and, and wine expert are the, the same for men and women. There are no difference. It is only because the women usually are more able to create relationship that change mm -hmm. the style. So you are actually also the president of an organization called Donne del Vino, and, um, which I think is wonderful. Can you tell us a little bit about your work with this group and what the purpose of this group is? We are 950 uh, members and we are in each Italian region. Uh, we in, in our members we are wine producers, owner of wine shop and restaurant, journalist, sommelier, expert, and uh, 
we are also we two years ago we 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 organized also an international network with 10 uh, associations like us in different part of the world but donna delvino is the biggest and the strongest uh women association in the wine world and we work in different sectors to promote the culture of wine and also the role of women in the wine world. Of course, now, for example, we work to uh, use the light glass in the fine wine uh, bottles, for the fine wine bottles. Uh, you know that in Italy it's not so easy to sell an expensive wine in a, a, a light and uh, glass, but it's very important to decrease the, um, the, the, the use of the heavy glass in wine. Mm. At the same time, we work to promote the uh, wine culture in the school of catering and uh, the school of tourism in Italy. Uh, you know that in, in Italy, the catering schools called uh, Scuole Alberghiere has have not wine in the uh, national program of teaching, and really? has worked, yes, and also for the students that study uh, tourism is they are not um, they don't study wine and food of Italy, but but now at this moment, wine and food are the most important attraction of uh, from for the for the foreign visitors that wish to come in Italy and so it's very important to teach them not only history of art but also the barolo the barbaresco the prosciutto di parma they have to show Italy has a paradise rich of culture and good experiences so really you're saying that women are driving sustainability and also culture in in many many ways through this through this organization. That's wonderful. Yes. Yeah, uh, and it is very important that we work all together. Each one of us that wish to do something is able to find a very strong help in our organization. Working together is so important for women um, for many reasons and. Although progress and opportunities for women in general come through collaborations, of course, between men and women, I feel that, and and I think that your organization really exemplifies this, it's important for women to have professional spaces to work in company of one another, to um, build those alliances, and, and actually maybe even important to have an opportunity to work together in spaces without the influence of input of men. For a time, um, not that women eventually shouldn't collaborate with men, but throughout history, there's been so few opportunities for women really to um, explore ideas, thinking, um, and scholarship, um, culture making together uh, without the influence of men. Whereas there's been so many opportunities in history for men to do that without the influence of women. So um, it seems important to me. Is that something that you also feel or through this organization, which is really focused on women, is it important to have that space that's just for women? 
It's a very difficult question. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, first of all, in Italy we have different problems. The main one is the criminals' problems. You, you know that each two days a woman are killed by sometime by the boyfriend, sometime by the husband. And uh, but we suppose we, we we don't know exactly, but we suppose that the um, the aggression and the pressure and the problems that the women have in the in the family, but also in the in the company in which they they are working, are bigger than we expected. And so this is a real, real problem. Second, um, second problem we we have is to uh, that in Italy usually the average the uh, culture of the women of of wine is a little bit more stronger than the men. Usually, the women that decide to work in the winery. Uh, in the wineries or work in the wine business come from different experiences and um, they come from a, a degree or a master and uh, but they own less than men they have less opportunity than men in the normal situation and uh, uh, usually, for for women, it's less easy to ask uh, a promotion, to ask a, to increase the the the, the salary, and uh, so it's, it's it's really difficult to change this situation. But in Italy, we have also a law that help the perhaps the uh, wineries, the, the, the agriculture company with the um, with the female with a female owner. So we, we, we ask to maintain this this law but also to give some more something more to the company that gives the same salary and the same opportunity Two women, at 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 women and men. This is the the thing that we are asking to the um, to the ministry now. This is the changing we need now. That's so true. Um, I mean, so, so many of the things that you said are so meaningful, and in the end, it comes down to women's ability to own property and businesses, and have self-determination through, um, you know, being able to sustain finances, which allows women to put their mark in the world. Um, so, yeah, it, it's very important work to, um, to create that kind of stability and opportunities for women. Thank you so much. You, you, um, you know, yeah. in Italy, in Italy, the... The property managed by women are usually smaller than the estate managed by men. So the women manage the 21% of the um, agricultural soil in Italy. But 
this 21% produce the 28% of the agricultural production. So women are more able, more competent, more performing than men. Hear, hear. <laughs> well, your sustained years of dynamism are really inspiring to me. I, I look at the timeline on your biography and I think, Wow. And looking at the projects that you started in your 40s and 50s and beyond, I think it gives me real hope for myself uh, and inspiration for myself as a as a woman and a and a mother of small children that sometimes doesn't have all the time. I really want to do everything I want right now that um, that there's opportunity for me throughout my life to really be um, to continue to be a dynamic and. Um, so I want to ask you this question, um, maybe selfishly as a, as a, um, help to me, which is how do you stay balanced with all these things, um, that you want to do and accomplish over a sustained number of years? No, I don't understand. How do you, how do you stay balanced with all of the things that you're doing? all of the things that you want to do, um, how do you, how do you hold all that? <laughs> so much. I can relate. This is a question for my daughter. <laughs> because I have a wonderful husband, but the, 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 only because my daughter and my husband are helping me. That I... well, it's not true. <laughs> Family. <laughs> Family is important. Wonderful. Um, well, I think that, that that really kind of um, was the main important question that I wanted to ask, um, you know, to kind of close up about what keeps you motivated. And um, and I think you answered it with the perfect answer, which is the people around you that love you and support you and um, having, having that, that we aren't actually, not just your family, but the women that you have associated within these organizations that um, through support, of one another culturally in the family system and, and in broader um, organizations, I think that allows women and people the space to continue to um, innovate and engage and have um, balance in their lives. So um, you answered the question. Thank you. <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, we should all strive to have good relationships around us. Um, so Donatella, thank you so much. Um, the, that is the end of my formal questions, and it has given me so much to think about. Um, it, thank you. I really appreciate it. I think now Stevie wants to open the floor to questions. Is that what we do now, Stevie? Yeah, I mean, we have a few minutes to um, open the floor to questions. If anyone would like to raise their hand, I'm happy to um, bring up anyone to the stage. As usual, I'll start. <laughs> By the way, that last question, oh, it's that's such a trauma. I, I personally don't think there is a balance. I, I mean, everyone talks about balance, but I, I don't think there's much of a balance. I think Donatella, I'm not sure she agrees, but so Donatella, ciao. Ciao, ragazza. Wow. Um, so Donatella, I want to ask you, um, have you seen any changes? Um, first of all, um, 
Donna del Vino. How long, how long um, has it been when you've started it, right? Donna del Vino. Mm-hmm. And uh, how many years ago was that? I can't remember. 32. 32 years. So how has the, you know, the membership, the members um, changed and the mission of Donna del Vino evolved in the past 30 years or so? Of course, the, the mission is always the same, but for example, the approach is different. When I became president of this association, there was a, there was some some pictures on the uh, social media that show the uh, Donna del Vino, the members of our association with wonderful dress, a very, very elegant situation with the toast. And I said, stop with this picture. You have to show what are you doing, not only the social uh, moment of your life. Our life is not made by fashion, by not only by fashion and uh, light and uh, and toast. We work. We are protagonists of something that is changing, and we have to show that. And little by little, they became more courageous. And now, part of our, our project are made by the members of the association, and uh, they teach in the school. They promote wine with a different way. And uh, uh, for me, it is important because we are not only women and not only person of social occasion. We are protagonists in our wineries and we have to show that. And, you know, as Donna Del Vino, um, what what do you do like concretely um, to help the younger, you know, generation um, of the Italian wine industry, the young women. Um, are there any special projects that you do to specifically help them? Yes, we have. The name is Future. It means... What future. is it? I'm sorry? The name is of this project yeah. is Future. A future. Future. Future uh, Women of Wine. And uh, it was a project um, to collect all the um, all the activities that the members of our association can do to help the new generation to understand the wine world. After, with the COVID, we convert we converted these uh, activities in uh, uh, educationals and uh, online activities of uh, tutoring. Of course, in the future, we will continue. This project has real activity in presence. It means um, visit uh, with, with explication or um, investment in, in uh, how do you say, the Borsari um, Studio? Scholarship. Scholarship. Uh, receive um, internship or trip in other countries. The, before the, 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 uh, the COVID, the project was to go in Chile with a group of uh, women of wine just to visit a, a countryside that is new for the wine production, but also a, 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 a place that are able to show 
a different way in the in the wine production and so it is a project that is changing but was able to to offer opportunities also during the covid period Oh, that's interesting. So, you know, I know uh, Donatella, I'm, I, I don't want to monopolize um, uh, the time, but I know you've uh, recently written a book um, about um, wine tourism with um, a senator, very, very famous senator um, who's, who is the forerunner of wine tourism laws. Um, as well as um, promotion of wine tourism in Italy specifically. Um, what, what is the book about and how, how can people get a copy of that? <laughs> it's very easy because in Amazon is... is Amazon, very- what is Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it is very... It's easy. only in Italian, right, Donatella? It's only in Italian, it is for the... Italian managers of uh, wine hospitality, because in Italy there are about about thirty thousand wineries, tourist wineries, and uh, it is important they that they work in a professional way. It means that now the main problem of the wine wineries open for visitors is that they offer all the same thing visit with explication of the production system and a little wine tasting is not enough is not enough the tourism is a big business and needs of professional people that work with with the visitors so what do you, what do you um, underline in the book do you give them like specific instructions or um, suggestions yeah. how to go about improving the wine tourism and hospitality yeah, there are two parts. The first is about the law in which uh, Dario Stefano, Senator Dario Stefano, explained the, 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 the legal system, the, the law about wine tourism in Italy. And me, I teach how to, to manage the wine hospitality. The more simple thing, how to show the bottle on the... On the um, uh, how do you say the, the, the shelf? The show? Shelf. Uh, the showcase. Uh, how to uh, give information, the system to offer a big experience to the uh, person that uh, without any wine culture, at the same time to give the, the different experience for the very professional visitors. It is difficult to, 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 to manage different situations, but it is possible. Okay, well, I will, I'm very much looking forward to grabbing a copy of that <laughs> um, and seeing what's up with the latest news and the laws of the wine tourism, which is, of course, very important. How many um, structures? You said there are 30,000 wineries who um, are, quote-unquote, facilitating wine tourism in Italy. How many of these 30,000 have um, hospitality? Like, um, do th- how many of them can actually um, host guests um, in terms of accommodation? Mm. 
Do you know? This is, no, 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 no. But but the uh, we think that about ten thousand okay. wineries are able to offer something of more professional. That is not only a wine shop, but also some something to eat some experiences to to do some also uh, some rooms to 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 sleep okay then that's it and i am going to um so that's it for now thank you so much tanya uh for choosing donatella donatella grazie mille and of course we will see all of you at wine to wine whether online virtually or in person preferably we are open for business 18th and 19th of october in verona so if you anyone wants to come please let us know and we'll give you a friend's discount rate up um so please get in touch with us that's wine to wine.net and we will see you soon grazie mille ciao ragazzi Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin guys, I'm Joy Livingston and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.